episode one of the section 121 podcast uh if wade davis and kyle freeland and brian shaw are allowed to pitch i should be allowed to have a podcast so i'm going to have a podcast um you know the rocky season is over the main focus coming into this offseason has to be on the bullpen uh you know starting pitching is a focus too but if we can find some some guys that are going to be able to hold the lead that'd be great maybe package a Kyle Freeland and a uh, Wade Davis to get somebody that's not Kyle Freeland or Wade Davis um that'd be great uh Ian Desmond Garrett Hampson get all the players that aren't going to perform out get some players that are in you know, we had we had chances past off season to bring in a Christian Yelich and Michael Brantley type. They opted out of that, and I think we see from the lack of production from Ian Desmond, who is supposed to be this outfielder with great production when we brought him in in 2016, uh, that he's not going to be that. You know, Sam Hilliard sitting in AAA with what is it like 25 home runs, and Ian Desmond can barely count to 25. So, I think we need to bring in players that deserve to be up. Uh, you know, option Ian Desmond down. Let him know that if he's not going to start performing, he's not going to get playing time. Uh, you know, we saw Chris Iannetta and Mark Reynolds both both get DFA'd this year. Uh, I think it was the right options. I just think it was a little bit too late to do for uh, Ian, Chris Iannetta. Uh, you know, he... He showed moments of his youth, but as the body gets older, you know, he, he started slowing down. He wasn't great defensively. He wasn't great offensively. He was really a liability in that uh, behind the plate. So we're starting to see guys really step up and take their positions. We've seen Tony Walters and Brian McMahon really seal second base and catcher. Uh, you know, the outfield's pretty much locked with Dahl and Blackman, you know, the only part that's missing is if they're going to move Dahl to center field, the left fielder, uh, and I think we could see him maybe package and Ian Desmond for real this offseason to get a left fielder, uh, you know, and I wouldn't be uh, totally opposed to bringing in a good right-handed bat that's great defensively for the outfield. You know, we've only got one uh, right-handed, right-handed bat for the outfield right now, and it's Ian Desmond. And we all know what he's capable of. Uh, you know, he strikes out 20% of the time, which is one of the highest in the major leagues. Uh, Garrett Hampson plays in the outfield, too. He's awful defensively in the outfield. His, you know, I don't know if Bud Black thinks speed makes you better at at defense, but it doesn't. Um, he's a much better defensive middle infielder. So, you know, it, it's, it's tough to say these things because – you don't want to see the players that are that have potential. You know, Garrett Hampson is still really young, um, but if he, we need guys that aren't going to perform in two, three years. Whenever the window for winning is going to close very soon, the Rockies' window is closing because eventually the Dodgers are going to just take the division for the next ten years. Uh, you know, the Dodgers get great draft picks every year, whereas you know we're trading for players sitting in AAA. We traded for a guy named Joe Harvey from the Yankees. Nope, like nobody's even heard of like how he's doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's on the injured list and has been there since we traded for him. Um, so 
if you're a Rockies fan, you've got to be pretty upset with Jeff Breidich. I mean, the moves he's making, he makes some good moves, but that the good moves like don't outweigh the amount of stupidity that comes out of that man. You know, Daniel Murphy should be off of this team. Daniel Murphy is not a good ball player. Everybody said he's gonna. Oh, he's gonna have an MVP uh, caliber season whenever he moves to Coors Field. But he's only had. He's only hit 11 home runs. He's got 66 RBIs. It's not really worth it anymore. Um, we need guys that are gonna be young and gonna show talent. Daniel Murphy is just. And I hate to say it about the dude. Daniel Murphy is a great dude. But the fact that he's bringing up political stuff during the season, I don't think he should be on the team. He's just being a distraction. He's not really producing anything. Um, Yonder Alonso has been leaps and bounds better than him. Uh, So maybe we could see Daniel Murphy take a Coors Field exit because... You know, the altitude helps everyone but Daniel Murphy. I've seen Daniel Murphy pop out more than anybody on my, in my life. Um, so, and, and you know, whenever I talk about releasing and trading all of these players, there's honestly a standard that we need to have for the player. They need to be consistent. Daniel Murphy sucked at the end of last season. He was god-awful at the end of last season. He didn't do anything last season. And then we trade for him. Well, we didn't trade for him. We picked him up in free agency. Um, You know, so, and honestly, whenever we're talking about this production also, imagine if this was a, like, two years from now on Nolan's walk here, if we were playing like this two years from now. I think Nolan would have already made his decision, and I I think that decision would be he would walk. You know, Nolan Arenado is probably the third or fourth best player in the major leagues. He deserves to have a ring. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of shocked Mike Trout signed with the Angels again. Um, just because, you know, Mike Trout is the best player in the world. Mike Trout is probably one of the best players we'll ever see in our lifetime. Um, but the fact that he signed that long-term deal with the Angels really hope that they find a way in the playoffs, man, because 12 years and like 500, what was it, like $500 million, and for him not to win a to win a ring is going to be kind of sad, because, you know, Mike Trout is much better than what the Angels are. Mike Trout carries the Angels. So, you know, I think Nolan would definitely leave if we were not competing, uh, he definitely deserves to have a ring. Uh, I think that, you know, if if the way things went went our way, uh, we'd have a ring. Um, you know, but I think that Breidich pretty much said the heck with winning whenever he let DJ LeMahieu walk. You know, Ryan McMahon could play first base. And, you know, Ryan McMahon is pretty inconsistent right now, but he's still pretty young. I think he's like 24 years old. So, I don't understand how they let DJ LeMahieu walk. Just no offer, nothing. Uh, we see what DJ LeMahieu is doing for the Yankees. He's batting 333. Uh, he's hit the most home runs ever in his career. Um, so, props to him, dude, because 
that's one heck of a one heck of a ball player and he was a great player for the Rockies and he's even a better player for the Yankees. You know, we let Mike Talkman walk, who everybody said, Oh, he doesn't really get the he's not gonna ever be a high quality player, but look what he's doing for the Yankees. I mean he took John Carlos Stanton's spot. So for the Rockies you gotta be better this offseason. Don't look into what like one year's numbers are saying we got to look into multiple years. Are they being consistent? Are they consistently good? Um, you know, someone like a, a, I don't even know who the Rockies should bring in, honestly. A right-handed first baseman would be nice. Um, a right-handed outfield bat. But more importantly, you know, a big power arm in the bullpen. Jairo Diaz and uh, Carlos Estevez are the only two hitting consistently in the upper 90s. I think if we could bring in a, a, a left-hander that throws in the mid to upper 90s with a, with a pretty good slider and a pretty good curveball, we'd, we'd win a lot more games. You know, Wade Davis can't close a door. I don't know why they're letting him close ball games. Brian Shaw, awful, needs to just die and go somewhere else because... If everybody remembers, Brian Shaw is the one that lost the World Series for the Cleveland Indians. And Jeff Breidich went, yep, that's the guy we want. So, I don't know if Jeff Breidich has never played baseball before or if he, or if he even watches the games. I don't even think he's at Coors Field ever. Um, this is not the pr- production you want. This is going to turn fans away. I'm sure next year, you know, season tickets will go down. Uh, because... You know, they've won, what, 50 games? And they've lost the division pretty much already. They've pretty much locked themselves into last place in the division. You know, we're, we're basically the only teams that are worse than us are the Orioles and the Tigers, and that's it. So we've got to figure something out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to switch up teams now. Uh, that's not the way I was raised. That's not the way I can be. Um, I'm going to stick with the Rockies. Hopefully they figure something out with this offense and this bullpen and this starting rotation. You know, maybe it's Tim Melville. You know, maybe Tim Melville is the solution because, you know, he pitched that game against the Diamondbacks where he went like eight innings. So maybe. Who knows? Um, But on that note, we're going to go ahead and preview this game against the Atlanta Braves. Um, you know, it's an April 10th makeup game. It got snowed out. The starter for the Braves, Julio Tehran, pitched April 8th. Uh, he held the Rockies to a no-hitter until the sixth inning. And the only reason he lost that no-hitter is I think it's because of Coors Field, honestly. You know, Coors Field raises your batting average. It raises your your home run percentage. It raises your fly ball percentage. You know, I think that if it was being played in – Atlanta, Tehran would have no-hit the Rockies on April 8th. Um, he's a great pitcher. You know, they've got a great uh, they've got a great young talent in that Atlanta Braves organization. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., don't know if you've ever heard of him. Pretty dang good player. Uh, Ozzie Albies is a rock killer. He's impossible to strike out. You know, Freddie Freeman has one of the best eyes in baseball. I'm pretty sure he's already at like 100-something walks. Um... You know, Josh Donaldson hits the crap out of the ball. You know, Austin Riley has been what Austin Riley's been this year for a rookie season. He's putting up one heck of a season. 
you know, they traded for Shane Green. They got Dallas Keuchel. They have the pieces. I honestly think the Braves are a very big favorite to go to the World Series. Um, you know, the only part, team that's standing in their way is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, the Braves have won 80 games this year, and that's that's not, like, really shocking to anybody. You know, the Braves were expected to be one of the best teams in baseball. You know, the Rockies have played, let's see, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees. You know, all these teams that are pretty much going to be World Series contenders. And I honestly think that there's a good chance it'll be the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, or... Um, Braves in the World Series. Um, you know, it's it's nuts thinking about how how good these other teams developed. Um, you know, if you look at what these Braves have done this year, they have turned around like one of the worst seat. Like, if everybody remembers, like 2016, the Braves weren't good at all. Like, they were awful. They were rocky awful. And now they've won 80 games. They're on pace to win 100 games. So, it's got, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. You know, the Rockies schedule doesn't get any better after this. They've got the Red Sox for two games, and then I'm pretty sure they go back to Los Angeles. So, and next year's schedule is tough as nails, too. Uh, you know, the White Sox aren't, aren't bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. You know, the only series I see the Rockies winning next year against the American League Central is the Detroit Tigers. And that's going to be in Detroit. So, we'll see. And, you know, a lot of the problem this year has been we have had so many injuries all year. Scott Oberg's year, done with a blood clot in his right arm. Tyler Anderson, done because he's mentally unstable. Brendan Rodgers, shoulder surgery. You know, David Dahl's been hurt twice this year. You know, Trevor Story's been hurt this year. Charlie Blackman's been hurt this year. You know, figuring out the injuries has got to be a main priority, too. Uh, I don't know if it's our strength and conditioning coach not really getting these guys prepared. There's not much you can do about a blood clot and not much you can do about a right ankle sprain. But, you know, like, the, the sore knee that Tyler Anderson's had all year, like... Is that actually an injury, or is that the Rockies shutting him down because he sucks? You know, Wade Davis with the oblique injury this year, and they're saying that he's working through the oblique injury. You know, I don't know if I really buy that, because Wade Davis pitched like this last year, and he didn't have an oblique injury last year. You know, so... If you're a Rockies fan, you've got to be upset that they're not making any of these moves that make sense. You know, we've got Nick Castellani in AAA with a, like, .5 ERA, and he's not in Denver. We've got Chichi Gonzalez in Denver, and Chichi Gonzalez pitches two innings a game. We've got Antonio Sensatella, who gave up, like, eight runs in two innings. And we've only got one left-hander in the bullpen, mind you, and it's Jake McGee. You know, the guy that gives up 450 foot home runs and looks like he, he literally looks like he's got a dad body like he looks like he would enjoy his Sunday with an ice cold natural light watching a NASCAR game that literally looks like Jake like, that's Jake McGee so 
I don't know what it's going to take. There are bullpen arms that teams are going to get rid of. You know, we picked up Wes Parsons from the Braves. He's not great, but he's better than Wade Davis. He's better than Brian Shaw. So let's get some of these moves going, man. Like, I don't know whether to call him Jeff Breidich or Jeff Birdbrain because he's not making any moves. And if I have to follow him around winter meetings, I will and tell him to make moves. But all jokes aside, you know, it's one year that we're down. You know, we've been in the playoffs two years in a row. I think everybody saw a degrade coming whenever we let DJ LeMayhew and Adam Ottavino walk. And to be honest, I was a big I was a big uh, supporter of getting rid of Ottavino last year. I really wouldn't mind having him back looking at his ERA for New York. You know, he's got a like a 1.3 ERA. He's been great. Um, so, again, congrats to all the guys that are having great years that were Rockies last year. You know, and not even the only Rockies. Like, not only the guys that left the Rockies last year. You know, you look at Dexter Fowler. You look at who else? Charlie Culberson. You look at all these guys that were Rockies before. Corey Dickerson. You know, they're having great years, man. So, I know they're not Rockies anymore, but you always like to see people succeed. It makes you feel good in life whenever... You know, other people that you used to support are succeeding. So uh, let's keep supporting the guys that, you know, represented the the purple and black with a lot of pride and a lot of professionalism. You know, a lot of people got really pissed off whenever Troy Tulowitzki left. He didn't really have much of a choice in it. You know, he got traded at the trade deadline. He doesn't deserve to be treated the way he does. Uh, he was a great ball player. He's one of the greatest Rockies to ever play. Uh, I think eventually we're going to see Troy Tulowitzki's number retired. And if I, it honestly would not shock me if the number two gets retired before the number 33. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up because uh, we're almost in Denver. So I'm going to go ahead and just stop the podcast here. If you guys enjoyed, make sure you stick around. There will be another podcast dropping sometime next week. Uh, and thanks so much for listening.